welcome to the spoiler log and a link to the past randomizer podcast. I'm Dante, and we finally have made it to double digits, folks. We're in episode 10. Today, we've got Ricky of Kikiri coming on the spoiler log. Ricky's such a great dude. I had a really good time talking to him, hearing his story and learning a bit about everything he's involved in. There's a bit of news, obviously. Main tournament wrapping up and GGW, also Ganon's going wild. Taking the crown, going completely undefeated in brackets. Super impressive feat. It's not something you see very often. And just his tear is pretty good right now. Winning league, winning the casual boots ladder invitational, and then also winning the main tournament. So big GG's to him. We'll talk about that more on probably go mode with Herf and Temp. But for now, let's jump in to the interview with Ricky. On today's episode of the Spoiler Log, we have Ricky of Kikiri joining us. Joining us, <laughs> Ricky, how's it going? It's going fine. Nice to be here. Yo, thanks for being here. So let's let's jump right in. Uh, tell me a little bit about your gaming history. Uh, like, and I guess were games big for you growing up? Uh, yes, uh, video games are pretty much my favorite entertainment medium. Uh, bar none. I have trouble with television, movies, cartoons, TV shows, whatever, but video games, I'm always into that. Uh, grew up with the NES, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, uh, GameCube, right. PS2, basically went all the way through. Um, skipped the Xbox 360, PS3 generation, got a Wii pretty late for Skyward Sword. And then skipped the Wii U, got a Switch, got a PC, and yeah, just, I've, been, I've been gaming a lot most of my life. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah so um, you started with NES. Uh, it, like I say with some folks on, on these episodes, that kind of tells a little bit of our age. Yes, uh, it does. <laughs> uh, so what, what games, I guess, with the NES, like... What, what do you do you remember about what time frame maybe um, you know what part of your life that was like what left an impression on you? Oh um, well, let's see. I was like four years old when I started playing Super Mario Brothers. Uh, so yeah, mm -hmm. there was Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers Three, Legend of Zelda, Zelda Two: Adventure of Link, which I never actually finished. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Mario was big for me. Loves Doctor Mario. I. Uh, yeah, there was there were quite a few games on the on the NES, but I would say the Super NES was where things really kicked off with that library of games. Right. Um, yeah, was, the, the, the SNES is strong, right? Yeah. <laughs> as far yeah. as retro goes. Yeah, heck yeah. Like I have I have a lot of nostalgia for Super Mario All Stars and Link to the Past. Yeah, like the thing about the SNES for me, I guess too, and and maybe this is relatable for you. It's just like the games played better. And then all the ones like you mentioned Mario All-Stars, I felt like it was a much more kid friendly way to enjoy the those games, like the old ones, because they're oh, yes. just a little bit and you get the save points. Yes. Wait. Yes. That was big for me for All-Stars, because especially because growing up, I have a lot of siblings. And so we were expected to share the console and take turns. It is very difficult to finish a game that has no save points when you're on a time limit. Yeah. Yeah, so a, a lot of siblings. Uh, is that something? How many do you mind saying how many siblings you have? Sure. I am the oldest of eight. Eight. Holy cow. I can't imagine. <laughs> the, yeah, eight, eight kids and sharing one console that you mm -hmm. get you get 10 minutes a night and that's it. And then oh, it's yeah. like almost 15. 15 was the rule, actually. <laughs> that gives it OK, a straight two hours for for gaming for the family. That's 
Holy cow. Uh, well, well, uh, man, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say to that because I'm like, man, I can't do any gaming in 15 minutes as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, my siblings and I we would make agreements like you know, if we had a brand new game, we would all gather around and watch me play you know, that kind of thing. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It kind of was what had me interested in becoming a streamer was because it was kind of like reliving that to an extent. Um, okay. But yeah, so we, we worked things out. But when it came to like replaying games, there was a hard 15 minute limit. And yeah, it was difficult to get things done in some cases. Like Sonic the Hedgehog drew, drew, drove me crazy about the save points on the GameCube. <laughs> so I guess I'll ask this. Were there with, you know, your siblings watching you? What Were there any collaborative efforts maybe to play some of these new games, like some of the harder ones, like like, you know, A Link to the Past for a Kid? is not the easiest game. I wouldn't say it's like extremely difficult, but like, was there any like working together or was like, no, don't touch this. It's my save file. Um, I would say it was a combination of the two, depending on the game itself. Like uh, Tales of Symphonia, for instance, we had the four GameCube controllers. We were all in on that before the battles. That was a blast. Sure. Um, other ones, like we would collaborate on solving the puzzles. And our other times it would be like, yeah, yeah, that's my save file. Don't touch it. Um, it just, it really depended on the game and what kind of game it was and what exactly. Cause there were some cases where like you could load up my save file and go explore, maybe find me some, you know, experience and stuff like that. Other times right. it'd be more like, well, we're at a point where we can't do anything else. So don't touch it until we get past this point. <laughs> yeah. We got to advance the story and I want to do that. That's the, you know, do exactly. it on yours. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Sonic too. So Genesis also a big, I guess, part part of growing no, up. No, actually, I never. My family never had any Sega systems. Well, we had a Master Drive with like okay. three games for it, but that was it. So um, I didn't get into Sonic until the Sonic Mega Collection on the GameCube, and okay. I don't know why they didn't add save states or save points to that. But you know, it was kind of frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was like the, I guess, authentic experience. True for those. True. <laughs> Unlike Mario All Stars, which you know the the save points were, were great, I, I still think yeah. that was the right way. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so the did you did you grow up getting like you said the N sixty four? Did you get a GameCube as well? I think yes. you did mention that with the, with Sonic. So yes, yes, um, got a GameCube, got a Wii late, but right. So were were the Mario franchises and the Zelda franchise were those like staples in, in your household? Uh, yes. Um, uh, what when I. When I was a kid, for me, on the Super NES, Mario and Zelda were equal. Uh, okay. The Nintendo 64, Zelda pulled way ahead because I thought Ocarina of Time was a much better game than Super Mario 64. I never really saw what everyone else saw in the collectathon platformer genre. <laughs> it never clicked with me. Like Banjo Kazooie, Super Mario 64, Donkey Kong 64. I mean, I know people have issues with DK, but I had issues with all of them. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. And you could look at it that way, I think, you know, as a, like a, a collectathon. It's just like busy work the whole time. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what it felt like. I mean, yeah, sure. It was fun to play, but I'm like, I I, I much preferred Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And so that's when like Zelda became like my number one game franchise. Um, however, and then Super Mario Sunshine really was like, that was kind of like it for me for Mario for a while. But my brother loves the Mario franchise. So yeah, Mario's still been a staple in the household even with me kind of taking a long break from it. I need to play Odyssey at yeah. some point, but yeah, my brother has most of the Mario games. 
Yeah, and, and thinking about it, you know, I, I when I was a kid, I thought about Ocarina of Time. It's a 3D world, just like Mario 64, but they are vastly different yeah. as far as like how they play and perform. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not, but you know, collectathon versus an objective, per se. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Though to be perfectly fair, Ocarina of Time has not aged that well. I have a hard time yeah. going back to it. <laughs> I loved it I, back in the day, but I have a hard time going back to it now. Yeah, I literally just said this with someone else talking about Ocarina of Time, but it's literally one of those deals of when the rando came out, I was very excited to play it. And then Mm -hmm. I started playing it and I was like, this did not age well. And I hate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was exactly my experience. Yes. (laughs) Um, So with the Wii, you said you got it late. Uh, Did you was there like, did you just not want to get it at the time? Was it not possible at the time for you? Or did you wait for there was a game that, you know, you had to have? Uh, so generally speaking, my attitude with consoles is I wait for... It's kind of a combination of the two. I wait for a game that I have to have, which is pretty much mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda. I, I sure. buy Nintendo consoles when the Zelda game comes out. Um, on the other hand, with the Wii, though, there was a period where it was just... it was We were going through a lot. We weren't getting... We weren't spending that kind of money at that time. That's fair. I did manage to find a Wii at Target for $150 with... Um, uh, Mario Kart packed it, so that's when we did get it. <laughs> okay. And Skyward Sword was coming out in like six months, so it was like it was perfect. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was kind of a combination of those two things. At the time frame when the Wii came out, I remember I didn't have regrets when I got it, but I got it mainly for Twilight Princess, and then mm-hmm. you could have just gotten it on the GameCube. Yes, so, which is what I did. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's I think that was the smarter play uh, at the time. Uh, <laughs> all things yeah. considered. Yeah, I, I yeah, I never really. I mean, I understand why Nintendo did the cross-platform thing. They wanted to get the motion controls in there. I personally never clicked with the motion controls, and yeah, I much prefer the GameCube version of Twilight Princess. I've never actually played the Wii version. <laughs> You're not missing a whole lot, if I'm being honest. It's it's everything's mirrored, and you just have to wave the the Wii mode around. Yeah. So, but you mentioned you know no PS3 or Xbox 360 stuff for right. you. Right, yeah, that was Which, out of the picture. I, plus, they never had any games that made me ever really want to go get them either. So I was just, no, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, that's totally fair. And PC gaming, so getting into that as you're getting older, mm-hmm. uh, about what time frame were you getting into PC games and what games stuck out to you? So I had kind of a random assortment of PC games as a kid, but really I would say it was 2011. I was like 26 when I finally got a Steam account. And oh, All right. boy, that <laughs> there's a lot of games on there that I still need to play. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, I, that's a common theme for everyone. <laughs> yeah, but like the thing I love about the PC gaming is that is the backwards compatibility. Like I have like 30 years of games I can play on the PC. It's absolutely fantastic. And so I'm, I'm generally like playing when I play PC games. It's like comes down to like I need to get back into East. I played East one. I need to play East two. Um. Steamrolled Dig was a lot of fun and just kind of like various mm-hmm. things like that. I'm kind of all over the place, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of noticing like a little bit of a RPG in some aspects. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, it, I'm very much into like story driven type games. Yes. Yeah, they're definitely they can be very captivating. Um, you know, on, like on brand for right now, I've, I, I don't have a PS5, but everybody's talking about how great the story for Final Fantasy 16 is right now, mm-hmm. which is just making me want to play it. But I'm like, need to be an yeah, adult and yeah, not yeah. spend I'm, money. I'm, 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not spending five hundred dollars on a PS5 right now. I'm waiting for a price drop at the very least, if there oh, ever yeah. is one. That or you know, just wait, wait for Final Fantasy 16 to pop out on PC in what two years? <laughs> That's true too. Yes. So, so Steam. Uh, I guess do you spend a lot of time playing Steam games? And uh, is your Steam app full of games to the point where you're just like it feels almost overwhelming to pick one out now uh yeah it is very overwhelming to pick one out i've done very well in the past couple years of not adding to it um unfortunately (laughs) i just like i would be further into that pile of games if i didn't spend so much time playing randomizer oh yeah and other fan-made stuff i love fan-made stuff it just i love the creativity i love the passion and everything that goes into it and so yeah it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. paying a lot of attention to the Steam account when I probably should because I'm just playing Randomizer all the time. Oh, yeah. It, it captivates our attention for a while. I think that's relatable for, for all of us in this community. <laughs> um, so fan-made stuff. I, I want to ask that because there's a lot of ROM hacks for, say, you know, Link to the Past. And mm-hmm. we've even started started to see some ROM hacks for Ocarina of Time. Uh, are so are ROM hacks like those fan made type passion projects? Are those are those like your cup of tea, or or am I off base thinking thinking something different? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you're right. Those are things that are on my list of things to get around to eventually. My real first exposure to like fan made stuff was Zelda Classic. Which, okay, it, it was a fan made engine that could replicate Zelda One, and then they added more features to make it more like a mix of Zelda One and the Link to the Past Game Boy games. Um, that was a lot okay. of fun. So there were a lot of like individual quests that people were building in that. And I spent so many hours playing so many of those for a while. Uh, and then I went to college and stopped. And <laughs> because college would do that. College actually kind of knocked me off video games for a while because I was doing so much thinking and reading already. I didn't really want to do that for fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, for, for a lot of people, I think college can be a, a time to really get into gaming, depending on like what you're you're going to school for. Sure. And then it can also just be where gaming becomes a headache. Like and uh, not that I think you thought gaming was a headache, but, you know, I could see where it could be frustrating, especially if you're putting a lot of time and effort into your degree. Well, yeah, because I, I went for an English degree. So I'm reading you know, five different books at the same time, mm. writing five different essays at the same time. You know, as much as I want to play Ace Attorney, I'm not interested in reading another book right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing would happen. And the Ace Attorney games, I, I remember like just them being they were they were good, like idled games and mm-hmm. uh, they're fantastic. But just it's like if I want to read a book, which I never really want to do, if I'm being 100 percent honest. Uh, this is an interactive book, so I will, I will yeah. read the interactive book before I read the normal book. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love the Ace Attorney franchise. I really got into that. But yeah, it was not happening during college. <laughs> oh, yeah. So an English major. Uh, I have not met many people that that are in that field. Uh, is Ooh. that is that's like I'm, I'm I tell people this. I'm very smooth brained. OK, like I'm a simple person. I, <laughs> I'm not the. I'm educated, but I'm not like genius. So. What what exactly do you can you like, I guess, use that for besides just, you know, being smart? <laughs> uh, yeah, in terms of like direct application, the English major is kind of just like directly into teaching per se. But it's okay. more of a general overview of just the fact that if you are the English, if you have like an English degree, it lets employers know that you could, you know, that you're smart. Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so that helps a lot. Um 
in my case as well, it also you can also use it to kind of leverage your way into like a, the legal field, which is something I am in the process of doing. I recently got my paralegal certificate, so I'm okay. aiming to become a paralegal. But yeah, to be fair, it, it is it is a little difficult to channel exactly where to take an English major because it there isn't a lot of direct application. It's a lot of more vagueness around it. Mm -hmm. And I'd say like most times when I think of an English major person, the first thing I think of is they're probably very well spoken uh, and, you know, don't make up words like I like to do. So uh, Uh, (laughs) we'll we'll make up words. I mean, there's a difference between writing and speaking in the moment. (laughs) Oh, sure. Sure. Obviously. So you mentioned randomizer. Obviously that's, that's kind of how we, uh, you know, all, uh, come to know each other, at least in this community. Right. So when did, did you find, what was first? Was it Twitch? Was it randomizer? Was it speedrunning in general? What is your story as far as getting into the scene for everything? Okay, so first off would be basically um, a, a Games Done Quick. That was my first like discovery of speedrunning in general was Games Done Quick. I loved the Super Metroid races that they used to do. They mm-hmm. used to cap off every year. I was very sad when they stopped doing that. I understand why they stopped doing it, but yeah, yeah that was a highlight for me every year. Um, eventually, uh, because of Games Done Quick, you know, Twitch was recommending these other things, and so I started following Sky Bills, who was doing her own kind of charity things, or Super Mario All-Stars one night. And then she was, at the time, she was doing Ocarina of Time randomizer runs every Sunday night. And so I was watching her do that for a while, and then I tried it out myself, and um, mm-hmm. Ocarina Time did not age very well. And then I was, <laughs> and then I was on YouTube, and somebody was playing Link to the I, somebody I followed was playing Link to the Past randomizer. I was like, oh, that's another option. And so I didn't really pursue it at the time, but eventually Twitch then recommended this was in May 2019 so I'm pretty sure it might have been league season one but I don't know per se okay um, it was a race link to the past race randomizer and so I just kind of popped it onto the screen kind of half watching it while I was doom scrolling Twitter and then I happened to notice <laughs> that the uh, sprites were different that it was a boogle mm-hmm. and a little witch character. And I realized the witch was Marisa from Toho Project. And I had just gone on a huge kick of looking into Toho Project stuff because that's a very major, like, fan-made creation um, franchise. And so I Googled, you know, Link to the Past Randomizer sprites, found the entire, found the website, found the sprite list. It was like, this is freaking awesome. And so within 30 minutes, I had everything installed, set up, and I was playing. And it was, like, I got pretty much instantly hooked on it. Okay. That's, that's, I I like hearing, you know, I'm very partial. I like hearing someone say I found the league and then that got me into rando. (laughs) You don't hear that story much. So (laughs) yeah, I'm not sure if it was league. I don't remember what it was, but based on the timing, I'm pretty sure it was league. Okay. Being May Uh, 2019. So I'll be selfish in my head. It's going to be league. So (laughs) even though I wasn't running it at all, then I was just a player. So uh, shout outs to fear for for getting that getting that started. Um, so I guess at that point you were kind of hooked, right? Uh, you know, if you set it up five to 10 minutes or whatever, it started playing it. Uh, and, and you're still here now we're in 2023, four right. years later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So was it, is, is your story, I guess the typical, 
uh, thing everybody else says, you know, I, the thing I say a hundred times, it's like playing the same game brand new every time. Heck yeah. I loved the fact that it was different every time. It was a different order of the dungeons. It was different puzzle solving aspects because, you know, the items open up different areas. It was just, I, I love the fact that it was a new experience every time. I am not much of a speedrunner. I can't do the NMG run because it's the same thing every time. But sure. Randomizer somehow manages to find that like perfect spot where it's different every time, but also the same enough that you can improve in skill and whatnot, but also have a different whole experience every time. It's like it's like mm-hmm. the, the Goldilocks section for me <laughs> in terms of yeah. how I approach games. It kind of evens things out. You don't feel like you you can you know you can win and in rando, but maybe maybe you're not on paper the best player. Maybe oh, you yeah. are. Um, but you know in NMG there's a very fun, like a, a very distinct line in where like people who are good at the run are and not. Um, mm-hmm. Rando, it's it's very it's very wide and a very blurry line. I yeah, think. yeah. Which which is good and it makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So did. You know, I've I've not seen you participate in league, but I mean that's fine. Is are there any other tournaments that like when you first got in, was it like I want to start racing, doing dailies, weeklies, tournaments, or was it just I'm I'm here for the ride? Uh, so when I first joined the community, I you know I installed Discord. The link to the Past Randomizer main Discord was my first Discord I joined. Okay. Uh, and so I, I initially, for some bizarre reason, I don't know where I got this idea. I guess I'm a, I've been watching the dailies. I was tracking for the dailies. I quickly got started volunteering for that. And for some reason, I was under the impression that in order to join a race, you had to have a sub two time. Oh. I, and I don't know why. And that lasted okay. for about a month <laughs> because I joined in August. And then in September, um, the day V31 was launched. Um, uh, they hosted a you know celebration launch race and mm-hmm. explicitly stated everyone's invited. And so I joined that race and I had an absolute blast, even though I came in like last. Um, and so that's when I realized, oh, I've been totally wrong about this. You could join dailies no matter what your skill level is. And so then, yeah, yeah I was joining, you know, as many dailies as I could reasonably could with my schedule. And, you know, I participated in the main tournament qualifiers 2019. That didn't go well. Uh, Challenge Cup didn't go well. Uh, but yeah, basically from there, I was like, I was joining different tournaments. I joined League Season 2, League Season 3. Oh, okay. Um, I I was in League Season 4, but I didn't do League Season 5. I League Season 5 happened mm-hmm. when I was, bur- I was burned out. I shouldn't have done League Season 4 either, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I've been pretty much hooked on the racing. It just, it's been mostly trying to figure out a good balance of not burning myself out mm-hmm. and not taking it so seriously where I'm like upsetting myself. Sure. Uh, which I think I finally have pulled that off this year, but yeah, 2021 was not a good year for that. <laughs> I mean, to be a hundred percent honest, it's very easy to get, I, I guess like very down on yourself. Uh, not just you per se, but like, it, it, everybody goes through spells of, mm-hmm. you know, winning, winning a lot, losing a lot, whether it's ladder, whether it's dailies. And it's like, it, you know, when those losing times happen, it's it's hard to hear the word lose in my head and think, all right, well, I'm OK with this, you know, because, you know, if we're racing, we're, we're obviously being competitive. Right. But, you know, the thing I tell myself all the time is that end of the day, this does not matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. affect mm-hmm. me. 
it, it may affect my mood at that time, but you know, like, um, but I, I'm, you know, hearing that you kind of go through the same things, you know, I, I feel like it's such a, it's a very common thread throughout this yeah. community with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult to, cause on the one hand, uh, it's just a video game, <laughs> but on right. the other hand, it is a competition and mm-hmm. you know, when you spent all this time playing the game and practicing it, you want to see results. And that was one of the things that really hit me in 21 was I felt like I wasn't seeing the results I should have been seeing. Like, not mm-hmm. to say that I, I should have been like in the – no way was I going to be in the top 128 of, like, main tournament 21. But, you know, I don't know. I was thinking top 160, and instead I did worse than in 2019. I'd be like, what the heck? Yeah, and sometimes, you know, item placements really – sequencing of items can really just bone you. And that's that's the unfortunate part of Rando. It's like – qualifiers are a decent metric but they're also a terrible metric as far as like (laughs) measuring how good you are sure um so you being involved in the community you mentioned tracking i I know you have been very active with zsr yes uh, as far as volunteering doing restreams tell me about that experience i don't have a lot of experience with zsr so i i don't know much about it i'm not asking you to break down the entire like (laughs) process but right right. what's what's your experience been like uh you know i'm assuming it's pretty enjoyable considering you're yes yeah i still doing that for a while yeah i have a lot of zsr so basically what happened was i joined when i joined the randall community i started tracking for speed gaming and then i decided you know what if we have links to the past randomizer races there must also be ocarina of time randomizer races and so mm-hmm. I went looking for those. I found the Discord and I started tracking for Ocarina of Time randomizer. And so that I was kind of in both camps at the time. Um, and then Trez put out an announcement saying that we, he needed restreamers. And okay. so I was like, I looked at what he needed in terms of local restreaming. It was like, I, my computer can totally handle that. That sounds like mm-hmm. fun. And so I signed up and yeah, it's been a blast. I love, like, Legend of Zelda is my favorite franchise. And so just being able to go into these different communities of all the various games of the franchise and being able to, you know, get these restreams going. And for a lot of the smaller communities, it's like their moment to shine. And so I love giving them that opportunity and being able to watch, you know, games that I wouldn't otherwise be involved in getting played at a high level, you know, Wind Waker, Majora's Mask, uh, Skyward Sword. Breath of the yeah. Wild, Twilight Princess, like it's it's a lot of fun. It's just it's an absolute blast for me. So yeah, like I've done, I I'm weird. I like to track how, how many restreams I've done. I have a an entire like Excel sheets. I'm at like 374. Wow. Over the, over the past uh, since March 2020, which is when I officially joined CSR. So yeah, it's I've had a ton of fun doing it. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot. It's it feels really good giving the communities a chance to show off, giving the games a chance to shine. And yeah, I just, I love it. It's an absolute blast for me. So I want to, I want to ask this based on your mass experience with different Zelda games, Zelda randomizers, mm-hmm. not, not counting a link to the past and Ocarina of Time <laughs> Rando, because those are probably right now the two most popular. I'd sure. Say. Right. Uh, what is the most slept on rando or Zelda game as far as most entertaining, but no one knows how entertaining it is? Oof. Okay. Um, I guess if I if 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 I was speaking from a point of bias, I would no, say Yeah. You uh, can speak bias here. Yeah. Like, y- your opinion. Yeah, I would say Majora's Mask. 
I understand why that's a difficult one to get into because of the three day cycle. But I also found that it's because I love the world building in the vanilla game. And mm-hmm. I think that's the one that has the most strategy because you have to figure out not just your route, but the time of day routing of it as well. It's an entirely right. other layer to it. And so I think that's one that gets slept on a bit. Though, I mean, granted, it's close proximity to Ocarina of Time does help it out a lot. Sure. Uh, now, in terms of what really, really gets slept on, I think it's Twilight Princess. That one, uh, just because the vanilla strategies haven't changed much in recent years and so you see this Mm -hmm. drop off uh but they did recently start releasing like official versions of a randomizer for it so that's probably gonna hopefully pick up i think that's a good one to look at uh right otherwise yeah i would say it's it's those two wind waker's a good one as well except that one is because of the nature of the game you really need to there's two glitches that they very much rely on to make it playable <laughs> right in a, in is that a, the super swim yeah the I super think? the super swim and the chest storage because the chest storage if you pull it off it um affects link's hitbox so the collision doesn't work quite correctly so you could clip through walls and stuff um and it's just as a new player who would like to play the game that's just a little too overwhelming for me to have to figure sure. out and enjoy and so but yeah, overall, I think a lot of them do get slept on. But speaking biasly, I think Majora's Mask is the one that gets slept on the most because there's so much strategy involved in actually playing that game well. That it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some people play Majora's Mask. And the first thing I thought of while watching it was kind of what you were saying, like almost your execution will affect your routing more than it does in another game mm-hmm. because of... Like, can I do this dungeon in this amount of time right. and be like, get this next check at this particular time of day or within this like time frame? So there's like a million things happening at one time. And it, it feels it feels like drinking from the fire hose as far as like <laughs> yes. making decisions. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so with restreaming and, you know, com- I guess commentary tracking, things like that. Uh, do you have uh, you've got a list of all your races? Is there like a top? three or a overall best like ex- most exciting race that you remember oh. that you you got the privilege of restreaming uh i'm really bad like in the moment sure but you know thinking back like they all kind of merged together in my head because there's been a lot of them there's been a lot of sure you know close ties there's been a lot of last minute leadership swaps you know mm-hmm. you know and across all the communities it's really hard to pick out three just off of memory, because there's just, yeah. there's so many, and I'm really bad with names as it is. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I figure like that's that's kind of a, a tough question to put on the spot. Um, but I had to ask because sometimes there's that one race that stands out sure. for somebody. So I, what I won't sure. Um, so you've been doing all that, and then there was uh, a time where, and still is the time where you and some others started the Spoiler Pilot Discord. Yes. And you're one of the admins for the spoiler pilot tournament in the yes. Link to the Past Rando community. Um, what what this made you decide to, I guess, be a part of that? What what drove you to say we're going to have a Discord dedicated to this this like pilot game mode? Okay, <laughs> there's a bit of a long story there. So when League Season Two introduced Pilot Spoiler, everybody loved it, and there was almost instantly a clamor for it to have its own tournament. 
Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know why I thought I could do that. <laughs> um, and so we were discussing it in the Gobo podcast discord and Lubaga expressed the same sentiment. And so I reached out to him and it was like, and we were like, yeah, we could maybe do this. We have to figure it out, but there's a lot going on. We'll wait for things to calm down. Uh, and then in August, you know, the announcement that League Season 3 was taking the place of main tournament and main tournament was being delayed kind of put the kibosh on that for the time being. Right. And then, and yeah, I got busy with life and everything. And then in February 21, another friend of mine who had no idea I'd been having this conversation with Lumaga approached me and said, hey, we should do a pilot spoiler tournament. And I'm not the biggest believer in fate, but I'm also not the biggest believer in coincidences either. I just found okay. it very weird that I'm having the same conversation with two entirely separate people who have no idea. And <laughs> so we discussed that the issue came down to timing because I, at the time, did not want to step on any toes with the established tournaments. I didn't want mm-hmm. to just have a new tournament like, hey, here we are. I'm going to you know, bump elbows of everybody else. And so sure. the compromise my friend and I came up with was, well, what if instead of doing a tournament, we do a... A community discord dedicated to the mode. The problem with that was neither of us had the time or the skills to actually pull that off. But we tried. <laughs> <laughs> but we tried. Yeah, it's, it's a big undertaking to yeah. start like, you know, a weekly or monthly or whatever, you know, community race. Yeah, uh, you know, exactly. especially especially when it's starting out, because in my opinion, the way I've looked at it is like you're probably not going to you're either going to get a ton of people or not very many for the first one. And right. then it's going to be a slow building process. And you got to have the time the, and the effort and the willpower to mm-hmm. want to do it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Plus, also just trying to figure out what time and day the, the, the weekly should be. That was a fiasco. Sure. It just, and he basically, it just it unfortunately did kind of peter out. Um, and then in May of 21, during the main tournament, uh, 40 bonks did their light speed tournament. And I was expecting that thing to like not do well because it's in the mm-hmm. middle of main tournaments, in the middle of challenge cup. Everyone's busy with those things, but it actually got 26, I think it was 26 signups of people doing light speed. And I looked at that and was like, okay, I should try this. Cause I was, yeah. cause at this point I'm kind of like gunning for it. I we, I was kind of gunning for, we should do the pilot sport tournament and just see how it goes. And so I put together the, the document. Um, 40 Box had also introduced the idea of async qualifiers. And that had been a real like solution because I've been trying to figure out like what kind of time frame do you do a pilot sport tournament where you need four people at the same time and nobody was doing tournament asyncs at the time. That wasn't even right. a thing. So when 40 Box introduced that concept, I took it like it, this is an awesome solution and I ran with it. And so, yeah, we launched Pilots for a Tournament in June of 21. We had 36 teams sign up, which was absolutely wow. amazing. And yeah, that was that was an absolute blast. I had a lot of fun doing that. Made a few mistakes. Um, it was my first time running a tournament. Uh, and I made a, I learned a couple things. And uh, I, I think, I mean, I'll be, I'll be very upfront. <laughs> I learned a couple things in that tournament myself, um, <laughs> uh, you know, as a person in online as well. So, yeah. um, you know, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody can learn from things too. So, um, I mean, so I'm gonna put you on the spot again. What, what did you learn from that? Like to me, you ran a successful tournament. Right. So I didn't, from a player side, I didn't see 
unless I'm really splitting hairs, I didn't see anything really to gripe about. So from your perspective, what was there to potentially try and improve on? That was like you what what made you feel that was so like, I guess, mistake? Really? The the biggest mistake was that I wrote out the tournament rules and I published the document and then I went and made changes after people signed up. That was the oh, big one. Um, I didn't know that happened. <laughs> well, it was a, well, a couple of them were my own mistakes. Like, for instance, I, for some reason, thought League's default pilot spoiler was AD key sanity. It wasn't. It was open key okay. sanity. So that was a change I had to make that mm-hmm. everyone pretty much agreed with. Uh, but the big one, the big mistake I made was when people asked to change best of one brackets to best of three. I said yes. I should not have said yes. I should have stuck to best of ones. I had said best of ones because I was tired of the best of three format in the main tournament without considering right. that pilot spoiler is way shorter than mm-hmm. any other mode, which was a mistake on my part. But in terms of this is what you signed up for, I should have stuck to my guns that, yeah, it's just going to be best of ones. We'll do best of threes next time. And, you know, because that change led to a couple other issues with people, as you know. Um, and yeah, those are the two big things was that I didn't, I didn't do my research properly and throwing the thing together. And so when I was correcting those mistakes, I ended up making new mistakes. And so you kind of have this thing where I I learned very quickly, don't change the document. Don't change the rules once the thing is running, especially once you've gone past the start date. Because once I've, because if everyone's on the same page, it's great. If you start changing the pages, drama happens. Yeah, and that's, that. unfortunately, uh, if there is a flaw to the Link to the Past randomizer community, it is that drama likes to manifest in the most idiotic ways sometimes. To be um, fair, to be fair, speaking from my experience with ZSR, that's true of every community. Every every speedrunning community has its share of drama, especially around tournaments. The issue mm -hmm. for Link to the Past Randomizer is that we're always in tournaments. Yeah, no one ever gets a break anymore. Like all the all the people who I mean, obviously, like people who are good at the game, they go far in most tournaments that they're in, you know, unless there's like an upset, we'll call it. Right. And then, you know tensions just are always high Mm -hmm. and it's i i I genuinely enjoy for the community that there's so many tournaments sure i also genuinely hate it because i like when there's a little bit of a break where we can all just be friends again (laughs) sure yeah yeah 100 100 yeah every community when it's tournament season it's drama season and that's the unfortunate thing for us is we're always in tournament season so we're always in drama season it feels like yeah and and then you guys so with the, the pilot spoiler did not do one the following year, but just well, recently had one conclude. Uh, it was it was later in the year. It I was guess, later, yeah. Um, uh, so because going back to the tournament schedule, I have this theory that it might help if tournaments instead of running on like, like let's take main tournament. Main tournament starts in March April, right? It takes four months mm-hmm. to finish. And then it starts up in March, April. So you only have an eight month gap between the end of main tournament and the start of main tournament. Right. I have this theory of, well, what if we made that gap 12 months? So it starts in March, April, finishes four months later, and then start a 12 month countdown. So you end up starting in, let's say, June for next year. Okay. Um, that was kind of what I tried to do with pilot spoiler. Because we started in June, we finished in September. 
And so I was like, okay, we'll start it up again in September, October. But that runs directly into League, which is a problem. <laughs> Um, there was also the other thing too was that if even if I had wanted to just do the normal kind of gap and start it up in May June, I my personal life I I was not there yeah, to do it. I, I was fair. And I feel like you did a lot of the a lot of the heavy lifting with that. You know, it's a smaller tournament, but you know, it's still got to be done. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I do I do a lot of the heavy lifting for the Pilot Square tournament. Uh, so you know, I was also kind of hedging on. Do we, yeah, because everyone was so tired of tournaments. Like, do we need a pilot sport tournament this year? But, you know, as peop, as the summer was going on, people were asking about it. I was like, okay, there's demand. Let's do it. Um, and so, yeah, we started it up during league. I tried to time it so it was after the regular season was over, during playoffs. You know, I right. tried to be as flexible as possible. And it, it worked for the most part, but, oh, like, <laughs> Uh, I don't have the numbers with me right now, but like for Pilot Sporter 21, we did, I think it was 18 asyncs to get through that okay. tournament. For Pilot Sporter 22, I swear the number is around 50. Wow. Because More of League. Double. Yeah, because of League, the holiday season, school starting in January, just all yeah. these various things. I will never do that again. <laughs> it is <laughs> never happening a- in December again. <laughs> It's definitely a headache that, like, on the league side, we experience. So, like, with the holidays being almost, like, in the middle of playoffs, like, what can we do to try and mitigate that? And we've been in talks of what we're doing for next season, and we're trying to come up with ways to make things more palatable for everybody, fair, mm-hmm. and, you know, and fun, like, all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, And yeah. so, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. We, we're not, obviously, we haven't released anything yet, but, of course. you know. <laughs> And you mentioned, you know, making mistakes in a tournament. I'll say from my experience and, you know, if I, I doubt many, many haters of me listen to me blab on with people, but uh, I, I still make mistakes. Like we're here in league season six coming up and I've been doing what the admin side at mod since season two, admin since three. Uh-huh. And the team still makes massive mistakes and it's oh, because yeah. we're all human. So yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 Having experienced it, and I think maybe you know you you've been in the same boat. When you experience the the adminning side, the making a mistake, trying to do the most fair thing for everybody in play, then it's kind of like you know I can be more flexible or more understanding of an admin saying, "Hey, we had to make this hard decision to do X." It's oh yeah, like, you know, oh yeah, no one one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I uh, being a pilot spoiler admin has made me a lot more generous towards mm-hmm. the other admins of all the other tournaments like i get it it's rough doing this you can't please yeah. everybody and it's like yeah i i have disagreed with decisions made but i also understand you're doing the best you can uh, and as long as it's not hurting anybody right it's fine yeah, as long as it's not like it's not biased or something sure so any uh, is this is this where we get the leak is there any 2023 plans uh, for a pilot spoiler, uh, or is that going to maybe be delayed to 2024 or TBD? Uh, TBD at the moment, my plan is May 2024. That's that okay. was that was that was the plan I set in place when the thing ended. Maybe it comes back sooner if there's demand for it. I'm not sure. Um, if def- there's time for it, <laughs> if there's time well. for it, like we're already in July. I'm you know like if I want to do it for summer, mm-hmm. I think I'm. 
kind of passed the gate on that one. And I'm not doing it during League again. So I think we're pretty much set for 23 not having a pilot spoiler. Um, it's just more of a question of do I start it early in 24 or middle 24? That I think is the question that's up in the air, depending on what the demand is for it as the months go by. So um, for you, like, do you have any... Uh, you just uh, before we started recording, you were playing AD keys. So uh, yes. I know you've entered that this season. Um, any more tournament plans? Uh, it, it's very much up in the air. I have had I've recently been having having health issues that I need to prioritize. Mm. They made me uh, I had to drop out of cross keys because of it, because my okay. doctors are telling me I have to exercise. I have to get exercise into my schedule. And as such, I couldn't justify dedicating three to six hours a week on cross keys, you know, doing a race and doing sure. a practice race. That was not in the cards. Uh, I might do casual boots tournament if that comes up. Cause I mean, that's only a 90 minute race, you know, for the most part, sure. I should, I should be able to fit that in, but it really depends on the details. Depends on how my health is going. And yeah, so right, right now everything's kind of up in the air. I would like to join league for season six cause I took last year off and I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, but we'll see. It's all up in the air because of my health. Yeah, that I, I think everyone would agree that that's listening to this. That is definitely like top priority, you know, for anybody um, to make sure you take care of yourself. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping, you know, you, you could get get in back into a good spot. Yes, you know, definitely. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Um, so I, I will. I have three questions I like to ask folks. Okay. So you can. Uh, be as open and honest as you want to with this, or you can lie through your teeth and we'll all have a little laugh. Um, but uh, the first question, what is your most embarrassing moment in randomizer that you'd like to share? <laughs> most embarrassing moment in randomizer. Uh, uh, I guess it's when I make routing decisions just in general, it's like, like, um, uh, I was listening to your episode with Tyler Salt and he mentioned going all the way down to Hamlet Star King without the big key. That's something I've done. That's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I mentioned, I've, I've done it too. <laughs> yeah. I, I mentioned in another discord talking about Specky clip that, you know, if I do icebreaker in cross keys, I'll go all the way down to cold stair and realize, Oh, I don't have the glove or hammer to get, actually get in there. And so it's just, it's, <laughs> That kind of thing where it's like, it's this obvious thing. I should know this. Why didn't this occur to me before I got in the room and got the visual? Oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of my most embarrassing moments. And those happen more frequently than I would like. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm to, to, to share with you in that, like talking about ice earlier today, I did a co-op SMC three weekly race and uh, I got got Omega made fun of by Solsky because I finished, I, I was like third items on cold stair, fault cold stair uh -huh. and it dropped, dropped a key. And I was like, uh -oh. um, where's the third item? Oh, I didn't do iced tea. And I told oh, him, no. we were like, we, we were two from go. And I was like, Hey, um, I'm not going back in. Good luck. We were on fighter sword. We found out after there was a, a master sword there. Oh so, no. Um, we, we still, we still did really well in the race, but it was, it was actually hilarious just because I was like, I'm stupid. Like how did, how did I not think right, about iced tea? Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing those. I think a lot of people do relate to those uh, more than you think, even, even like, you know, the upper echelon of randomizer people make, make dumb mistakes and right. they get called out for it when they do. Right. <laughs> 
Um, so second question. Uh, do you have a favorite MSU pack that you like to use? Uh, favorite MSU pack? Uh, actually, I actually have quite a few of them. Uh, I like to use East. I like to use Twilight Princess. I like to use mm-hmm. ones that my friend Scythe Rider has made that are like chiptunes. So like, actually, my absolute favorite one is the V plus Lyo and Cube Sector MSU pack he made. I don't know if that's actually publicly available on the sheet, though, because... I don't know if he wanted to go back in and fix it, but yeah, there's quite a few of those. I like the chiptune ones, uh, Twilight Princess, East. I'm kind of all over the place. All right, yeah, uh, having variety is always good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, lastly, so if you had to lose all your gaming memories across all time, uh, but you're allowed to keep one of them, what w- which one would you keep and why would you keep it? Oh, brother. Um, yeah, I know it's tough. Uh, th- that's a tough question. <laughs> honestly, if I had to lose all gaming memories and keep one, I guess the one I would keep would be playing Tales with my siblings. So Tales of Symphonia, okay. Tales of the Abyss, Tales of Zestiria. Right now my brother and I are playing through Berseria. I guess I would keep those memories because those are a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun playing the Tales games with siblings. In the in the multiplayer battle system, I have a lot of fun with that. So yeah, that was like I guess like a good bonding time for yeah, you guys. Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 You mentioned it had four player co op, so I, I I'm not a big tales player. Uh-huh. So so help me understand here a little more, and maybe to people who also haven't played it. Okay. So is that kind of is that kind of like you know there's like you control the main character, and then in the battle system everybody gets to control. Yes. Is that how that? That's pretty much exactly how okay. it works. So during most of the game, player one is in control. You know, exploring the towns, exploring the overworld, but then you run into a baddie, the you know, battle scene starts, and at that point, the other three controllers go active for the other three party members, and everyone just hacks and slashes and casts spells at the enemies and whatnot. It's a blast. Awesome. So, uh, I guess, like, things coming up for you, is there, you know, are you going to be one of the, the lead charge people as far as, like, doing some of the restreaming for this Cross Keys tournament that's currently happening with the ZSR side? Uh... Yes and no, I'm prioritizing AD Keys and Challenge Cup for now because AD Keys is going into mm. brackets starting tomorrow and Challenge Cup is in its grand finals. Of a, right, right. While Cross Keys is in Swiss. They just started week one or two of Swiss with, you know, mm-hmm. 80 games per week. So, you know, <laughs> that's um, always a hot mess. You know, we will do our best to cover what we can, but I am going to prioritize the bracket stuff first. And then once we get into brackets of cross keys, I'll be putting more emphasis onto that as well. Because I just I don't I I don't want to burn everybody out. That's my biggest concern. There's already so many tournaments. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't want to stream too much of Swiss and burn everyone out when brackets come around. Yeah, for sure. So I guess like uh, let me ask this: is is and maybe you're not the person to speak on this from ZSR, but. With, like on the ZSR side, is there like, is there as much struggle? I have to ask it this way because it's I'm I've got a personal stake in it. Mm-hmm. But is there is there as much trouble or struggle on the ZSR side right now for volunteers for restreams at this point in time? Because I've noticed that with speed gaming, we had the trouble with league last season, right. and I've seen that trickle over even into main tournament now. It's just yeah. I think it's a community thing. So is that is that something you're dealing with as well? Um, over on the ZSR side, it is. 
it's definitely not limited to Link to the Past randomizer. A um, couple of good examples, Wind Waker randomizer, last year, summer. Mm-hmm. They did their main tournament slash challenge cup, just like we have it. And towards the end, during like the final four or five weeks, it was very difficult to round up volunteers. Like there's a lot of excitement mm-hmm. when it started and then they, and right. then, but there's a limited number of volunteers and they all burned out and it was difficult to get things pulled in. Uh, Manish Cap Randomizer has been struggling. Skyward Sword Randomizer has been struggling. There, they, This is a struggle across the entire uh, Zelda speedrunning ecosystem, I would say. It's not limited right. to Link to the Past Randomizer. It's just, I think it's more noticeable for I think it's more noticeable for Link to the Past Randomizer because we started with so many and are now yeah. having so few. Whereas the other communities, they started with a few and they now have a little fewer. And so it makes it a lot yeah, yeah. harder. Yeah, I mean, we started in a time or I, you know, I started racing in a time where you had to fill out the commentary quiz for the main tournament and you right. had to get approved with a mic check and everything just mm-hmm. to are you good enough uh, to be a commentator? Um, and now it's just like, Hey, if, if you could talk, we got you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's very much um, where a lot of communities are at right now. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's even um, with communities that don't do year round tournament seasons, like Sky mm-hmm. Sword randomizer. They've been struggling to get their weeklies off the ground because of lack of volunteers. And so it's just, you know, everyone's busy. Everyone's burned out. Everyone's yeah. taking breaks, which is totally understandable. It's just, you know, it's difficult to round people up right now. Oh yeah. So with, with the other ones, I, this just kind of popped in my head, but with the other randomizers you've restreamed, uh, have you, have you played many of those at all? Given them a shot like Minish Cap, Skyward Sword? Yes, I have. I, I gave Minish Cap a shot. I enjoyed it for the most part, but it's too similar to Link to the Past randomizer. I might as well just play Link to the Past. Uh, okay. At least in my opinion, anyway. Uh, Skyward Sword randomizer, I also gave a shot. I want to like that one. I but motion controls are motion controls that I have never gone along with motion controls. Uh, no matter how hard I've tried, <laughs> that was that understandable. Was, yeah, like it, it it hurts my hand to practice a boss for thirty bloody minutes with the C targeting. It just my hand is crapping at the end of it. It's yeah. like no, I just I can't. I want to, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, and- and you've got to be very precise with those swipes on on Skyward Sword. Yeah, yeah. Know, I mean, not as precise, version. not as not as precise as it makes it out to be, but still precise enough. And I'm not precise enough. Uh, I, I I did yeah. realize playing the randomizer that the game is a lot more forgiving than I remember it being when I played it vanilla. But it's still not my cup of tea for motion controls. Uh, I have dabbled in Ocarina of Time randomizer and Majora's Mask randomizer. I've I was kind of casually playing those with a friend on Tuesdays before my health situation happened. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's on a bit of a hiatus right now. Uh, another friend of mine and I play like to play Zelda 1 randomizer for funsies. Uh, I guess the only one I haven't actually touched is Zelda 2 because that game is hard. You still haven't finished it. Exactly, right? I haven't finished the <laughs> vanilla game. Um, and... I was actually, about a month ago, I was dabbling in the Link's Awakening DX randomizer, but that seems, I don't know what the status of that project is. It doesn't seem to be very alive, but I could be wrong mm. about that. Yeah, I've heard that, I haven't given that one a fair shake, but I've heard that it kind of is a little stale, like, yeah. just as far as the way the gameplay is on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how active the development is on that one. Plus, there's also, there's, mm. two, there's two different randomizers, I, I don't know, that one gets confusing. 
for me. And um, I haven't spent enough time digging into it. Well, uh, since you, since you like all the Zelda randomizers, yes. I will I will suggest a link between worlds Rando. Very good. Yeah, basically link to, to the past stuff. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I need to get that stuff. That's what I've been looking at. I just need to figure out how to get it going. And I need the time yeah. to get it going. And, you know, I'll get there right. eventually. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll definitely get there. Well, I guess also anything anything you'd like to plug. I know your Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash Ricky of Kikiri. Right. Uh, anything else, anywhere else, you know, like social medias or anything you can shout out or any any projects you want to shout out to people? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, if you want to use the Reimu sprite I created for Link to the Past Randomizer, that's on the website. I'm very proud of that. It was a lot of work. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. on social media, really. Uh, YouTube, I do have a channel called Ricky of Kokiri Plays, which is where I upload the Twitch VODs. I am kind okay. of behind on that, but if you want to see old stuff, it's on there. And I want to do more with it, but I just you know haven't had the time or patience to actually sit down to do it. And that's about it at the moment. Yeah, and then of course I want to plug Zelda speedruns. That's where I do a lot of my volunteering stuff for randomizers. It's a lot of fun, a lot of variety across the Zelda ecosystem. And definitely give Zelda speedruns a follow because it's it's a blast. I love it. Yeah, I, I think the restreams over there are like super chill. And it, it's always been like as a player and the few times I've had the opportunity to do commentary, it's always been like super chill over there. So Heck I think yeah. it's great. All right. Well, Ricky, thanks, man, for coming on. I, I think, you know, it was great to get to know you a little better. I know we've had conversations in the past and this is probably, you know, the most like I've actually gotten to talk to you and find out about you. So I, I thought this was great. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right. This has been Ricky of Kikiri on the spoiler log. Once again, a big thank you to Ricky for coming on and chatting with me. I hope you guys enjoyed his interview. I had a great time getting to know him, hearing his story, and I thought it was fantastic. Coming up, we plan, and I say we plan because I haven't recorded it yet, but I plan to tonight, if you're listening to this as it comes out, we're going to be recording with Dr. Earworm, and I'm really looking forward to hearing their story. So I hope you guys are too. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Spoiler Log. We'll see you guys next week.